This is Tanya Milevich from Lightning Bolt Theater of the Mind, and you're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Shades of Vengeance presents Radio Free Tyrannus Episode 4 Faith Hello friends, this is Midnight Teddy, and I'm back at it again tonight for a fresh dose of that nerve-tingling, stomach-churning reality you just can't get enough of. Along with my sponsors this week, Talk Like Me Idioms, Take to the Stars Vacations, and Chuck Tick's Bat Wagon, I bring you all the dirt under the fingernails of the Big Eight. And boy, do I have some dirt to tell you about tonight. So, sit back and take notes, because you won't want to miss anything I'm about to say. Today was just one more oppressive day in the consortium, and... Uh, I mean, today I'd like to start by... Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I planned to talk about yet another in a long line of Big Eight abuses, but I can't. Not today. I saw Faith again. It wasn't more than a glance, but it had to be her. Here's what happened. After the Founders Day celebrations, I generally hide away for the next week to avoid any excessive nationalistic blather that might still be floating around. You know. That whole wave the flag and sing the anthem nonsense. So, this morning was the first time I'd been out in almost seven days. Tyrannus was practically back to its normal, apathetic self. But even still, as I pushed my way through the early morning commuter crush, something felt off. I could feel eyes watching my back, and I got this prickly sensation. Now... You're going to think I'm overreacting. But when you're the late-night mouthpiece of oppressed voices, and you're spitting out truths the Big Eight doesn't want to hear, well, you tend to look over your shoulder, if you know what I mean. It was Faith. It really was. She passed where I was hiding, and hopped onto another transport as if she hadn't just seen me. Hadn't been following me. And what did I do? (sighs) I just stood there. Hands gripping my umbrella like I was about to go hand-to-hand in a fight with a 500-pound simian. What an idiot. I should have run after her, but my feet were stuck to the floor by more than the remnants of chewing gum. (sighs) You think I'm wrong. That it could have been just anyone, don't you? It's been a long time, but I know it was her. Her hair was a bit longer, pulled back and she looked stronger than I remember. Don't call me crazy. I've heard it all before. It was definitely her. My sister. Faith. You know what this means, right? Then again, maybe you don't. Maybe you're new here. Maybe you've never heard about my sister's disappearance. Well... Let's take a break from our usual programming, truth seekers, and I'll tell you the whole thing. 
there's nothing wrong with your hearing, and your boss hasn't gone completely insane. These odd but commonly used phrases are human idioms. They add colour and interest to every conversation, and they're so easy to learn. With the Talk Like Me idioms class, you will not only understand these strange sayings, you'll be answering back in no time with your own phrases like, Hey buddy, that hopper costs an arm and a leg. Or even, I think we should all address the elephant in the room. Yeah, I, I don't think so. That's just weird, and I have no idea what an elephant is. The language humans use to communicate can be filled with the traps of archaic or confusing phrases. You'll need to learn the difference between when the fat lady sings and letting the cat out of the bag if you want to become truly successful. Luckily, we're here to help you navigate your way... What? No, no, I, I don't have the credits today. No, 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 you, you'll get it. Yeah, but I, how am I supposed to do that if both my legs are broken? Uh, oh, I see. On a totally unrelated note, if anyone has any jobs, voiceovers, anything like that that they need doing, contact me. I'll do anything. I, I really do mean anything. Welcome back. The music you were listening to was Cobalt Speed. For anyone tuning in late, I'm going off topic for tonight. Next time I'll be back to discussing corruption on Tyrannus, but right now, I need a little family time. I don't talk much about my past for two reasons. Number one, it was mostly pretty boring. Number two, the rest of it is something you don't want to keep in the front of your mind, if you catch my drift. But that's why I'm here, aren't I? That's what started all this crazy mess. I'll take you back to where that started. My family was one of those put into a former commingled settlement. Years ago, after the bug war ended and all the species were trying to get along, a few neighbourhoods were retrofitted to accommodate Yalutian, Zimian, and human tenants, all together in a friendly mix. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was some kind of social experiment, but the first neighbourhoods were a mess. Every sentient being was just learning how to adapt to each other. They became these waste zones, where all the non-conformists, troublemakers, and anyone else who just didn't fit in were dumped so that the rest of Tyrannus would seem perfect. No one's bothered to fix that to this day. I remember our apartment block was filled with Zimian kids whose parents couldn't afford off-site egg care. There were always a few Yalutians you'd pass in the hall whose suits were leaking and broken down. So you can imagine we weren't top of the sites to visit while you're on Tyrannus tour. Plenty of senators wanted to axe the settlements, and plenty of credits were thrown around to make it look like the area was being renovated but the investors just pocketed the profits and left our homes in worse condition than what they'd already been. It was a wreck, the whole thing. 
Most of us learn to live with that. Not everyone. <laughs> Not my dad. If you ever wondered where I get my anti-establishment tendencies, it's him. He protested. He wrote letters to senators and CEOs, even the media. He talked to anyone who would listen and tried to tell them what it was like where we lived. How the electricity twitched and how holes from construction projects were leaking and letting in acid rain. Well, something he said must have got the attention high up the food chain, because one day, while walking back from the market, a smirtier security team grabbed him off the streets. Sound familiar to you? This sort of thing is still around. <sighs> I have to step away for a minute, friends and raise a glass to a once great man. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy the vibes of the brothers in carbon. Does your job ever leave you feeling like you're stuck on the prison planet Sirona, mining water from a cold and inhospitable landscape with no chance of parole? Yeah, are you kidding? Every day. Well, there's never been a better time to pack your bags and take to the stars. With our vacation opportunities, you'll forget all about that boring desk job. Just a short transport jump will take you to one of our favourite destinations where you can be sipping fruity drinks and dancing the night away in an exotic locale before you can say, Did I pack my sunburn cream? <sighs> that actually sounds pretty nice. All you need to do is choose where you'd like to go. Do the lush green jungles of Aron appeal to you? With the largest population of Velithi living in their natural habitat, you'll be able to sample their famous hospitality and even bring back a unique souvenir from their legendary artisans. Aron is perfectly suited to all races of the consortium, with comfortable accommodations for Ulutian, Zimian, and human visitors. Trees, dirt, nature, nope. For those of you who want to escape the hustle and bustle of city life, why not head somewhere remote? We now have vacations in the OutSystem Combine, perfectly safe and much more comfortable than you're probably imagining. This secluded destination will give you the peace and quiet you crave while you bask in unpolluted starlight. Translation, it's so far away that no one wants to go there. Next. Our final destination is exotic and beautiful Belisama. Its luxurious pools of deep ocean water and environmentally friendly designs are based on Ulutian tradition and culture. This undersea adventure is stress-free and just waiting for you. Huh, now that I could go for. I wonder if they do spa treatments. Or maybe a mud bath or seaweed wrap or something. Or, ooh, what about that Ulutian sucker massage? Yeah.
All right, I'm back. So, to continue my story. Ten months later, our father returned. But when he did, he wasn't the same. He'd spend hours sitting by the window, staring at nothing. He barely talked, and he couldn't remember things for more than a few minutes. Even back then, I knew what had happened. He got too close to something one of the CEOs wanted to keep quiet. He started making the wrong people notice him. When you get the Big Eight's attention, it doesn't take long before someone comes a-knocking on your front door. One good thing did happen, though. My sister and I became closer. Faith was always standing up for me in the neighbourhood. She once toppled a bin full of rubbish onto Rodney Beamish's head to keep me from getting bullied. She said we were the dynamic duo. Faith was top of her class smart, too, in advanced maths and engineering. Eventually, she scored herself a big-time job with Hayden Bank. The day she moved out of the neighbourhood was the first day I'd seen her smile in. I don't know. Years. I'd visit her swanky downtown loft, and we'd talk about her job, and how much she loved her new life. She was always trying to get me to fill out janitorial or customer service rep applications. <laughs> Those of you who know me must get a pretty big laugh out of that one. Midnight Teddy working in a suit and an office, slogging it out for some corporate fat cat. Even then, I wouldn't have fit in with those bootlickers. <laughs> it was almost two years ago today the Faith disappeared. The official report said that she'd been seen leaving her apartment at 2am. Street cameras show that she'd gotten to a hopper three blocks away. And that's it. No follow-up. No search. There was no sign of struggle and cameras clearly showed that she got in the vehicle of her own accord. Everything in her apartment was left, as if she'd just stepped out for a second. There was even an unfinished meal on the table. I know Faith. She would never have just walked away. She was making plans to get promoted at her work and get a nicer apartment. She had friends. Why would she just leave that behind? I couldn't understand it, truth seekers. So you know what I did? I tried to solve it. If Smirtios Local 45 wasn't going to take action, then I was. I'll tell you about all that after the calendar of events for this week. This week's calendar of events is brought to you by JNC Accounts Credit Managers. When you need help saving your credits for something bigger than the family trip to Aron, or the latest in hopper modifications, or whatever else you're wasting your money on, don't trust anyone else. We're serious. Don't trust anyone. That's a bit creepy. The Jammin' Sugarbushes will be performing at the Winking Jack on Friday night to raise credits for Velithi Blackleaf Mold Disease. A part of the proceeds will go to fund the lead singer, Babbling Brooks, Leaf Replacement Procedure. On Saturday, Homes for the Helpless will hold their annual 10k fun run to support the expansion of their abandoned pet rescue operations. 
Homes for the Helpless would like to remind all listeners that velocipeds may look adorable when very young, but grow to be unmanageable as adults. They will eat most household furnishings, light fixtures, and metal alloys. They do not make good pets. They're not kidding, guys. My girlfriend's velociped ate the tires off her hopper. Seriously. No bullshit. On Sunday, the Museum of Historical Tyrannus will be presenting a series of hollow images depicting the landing of the Camarja on Tyrannus and the early days of human society. Interpreters will be on hand to discuss these events with all visitors. Eulutian, Velithi, and Zimian citizens are especially encouraged to attend this informative series. Well, I guess I'm staying in this weekend. Those all sound pretty awful. As usual. I'm back, and the story is nearly over, so bear with me. There I was, trying to solve a mystery with no clues and no leads. The only thing I knew for certain was the place where she'd last been seen. I sat for days at that same intersection, recording the hoppers passing by and every sentient being that I saw. It took some time, but do you know what I found out? There was a pattern. (laughs) Oh yes, there was a pattern. After six weeks of gathering evidence, I saw no less than two dozen people being picked up by the same hopper at this particular corner. It was always at different times, and the identification numbers were difficult to read. But I'm certain there was a connection. No one believed my data, of course. I was laughed out of every Smirtios local office. So I looked for more evidence. And I found some. Faith's apartment was emptied the same day she walked off. I read the reports, and it looks like her loft was gutted and re-rented in only one day. Now, even for apartments facing lake tranquility, you have to admit that one day is unusually fast. Then there was the fact that none of our personal items were returned to us. I say someone didn't want us looking too closely at her life. I even checked into her work, and the same thing had been done there. Her cubicle was repurposed into a stocking area. All her documents and the projects she'd been working on were missing. A co-worker of hers told me this. And the next week, when I tried to speak with her again, I was informed she'd been fired. Mighty strange, if you ask me. Oh yeah, and of course, I was still laughed off when I brought this up at the local Smirtius office. If that doesn't start the wheels of conspiracy turning in your heads, my friends, I don't know what will. And that's where this all ends. With me, sitting in a rank little booth at midnight every week. That's why I started this show, as a way to reach out to my sister. I wanted to get Faith's attention. I'm sure you long-time listeners will remember those early months. (laughs) Oh, how far I've come since then. I've got one extra advert for you now, Truth Seekers. But he didn't pay a penny. I'm just a big fan.
Come on down to Chuck Tick's Bap Wagon for the best Zimian breakfast baps on the north side of Tyrannus. And trust me guys, really, yeah, you don't want to miss this. Our baps are baked inside a traditional mud oven and filled with only the freshest ovo roots, chopped sassanal, and roasted gherkin nuts wrapped in a thin cassavi shell. For only an extra five credits, you can have all this served up on a slopping bed of zygomyco. This week only, we're offering a buy one, get one free special at our newest location just off the Hardcastle Expressway in the LCR borough. Stop in today, but bear in mind you'll be behind me in the queue. Those were faceless tricksters with burnout melody. But before I finish the show, I've got one more thing to say, truth seekers. Now that you know the history, I can tell you that Faith isn't the only one who's gone missing. If you're a first time listener, this may shock you, but. A hundred more just like Faith disappear every year. Official reports list them as folks who've just had enough of their life and decide to start over. I say that they're not running away. They've been stolen. Let me give you a few examples. Gerard Handling, a 45-year-old human mechanic living with a couple of roommates. After a night of partying, he just never came home. Detrici was a young Zimian and recent university graduate. She had just received a lucrative job offer with OpenTech before her disappearance, so I'm told. Botausen. She was a Ulutian business mogul. She invented a piece of tech, something about wearable electronic camouflage, and then just stopped showing up to work. Not the kind of behaviour you'd expect, right? I hear her invention disappeared along with her. Cassidy Jones. Sunshine on the Dew, Zitritsky, Modow Fenderhill, Aditya Camille. The names go on and on. These citizens had no reason to just walk away from their lives, but according to Smirtios security reports, that's exactly what they did. What do you think? Am I just chasing ghosts here, or is there something more going on? <sighs> Who knows? Maybe we'll never find all the answers. But I'm not going to stop trying. In the end, I may not have found my sister yet, but I did find all of you. Since I've started this program, my eyes have been opened to all kinds of conspiracy happening around us on Tyrannus and everywhere in the Consortium. It may sound insane, but... <sighs> If Faith hadn't disappeared, I might still be like all those other sheep out there. A horrible thought. Well, keep yourselves safe out there, friends. Watch each other's backs, because once the Big Eight know you're onto them, there's no telling what they'll do.
I'm living proof of that. I'll be back again next time with more truth from the streets of Tyrannus. Until then, keep your eyes open, truth seekers. In Faith, Midnight Terry was played by Leo Koch and the advertiser by Ed Jowett. The music was Freedom in Blue by Hearwave. Program versus User by Morgan TJ. Reuse Noise D&B Mix by Spinning Merkaba. Reckless featuring Blue Wave Theory by Dysfunction AL. Sloth by Zenitone. And Dummy by Ghost Collective. The main theme was composed by Devil Sullivan. Faith was written by Amy Allwarden and edited by Ed Jowett. This episode was produced by Karume Deco, James Leach, and Maisie Kay. The executive producer was Ed Jowett. Audio production was by Leo Koch and Ed Jowett. Era the Consortium and Radio Free Tyrannus, a copyright Shades of Vengeance Limited, all rights reserved. thrillers, action, adventure, mystery, crime drama, well, you're in luck, because here on the Mutual Audio Network, we have Thursday Thrillers. You can subscribe and have a dose of adrenaline-pumping audio every Thursday from your favorite podcast player. Get it here now. The Mutual Audio Drama Network where we listen and imagine together.